We are making advances in the fight against Alzheimer's all the time. Some really promising ones, too. But most of those, I'd say, probably focus on medication. But what about the actual issue of memory loss? Well, that's something that affects people with Alzheimer's or maybe stroke patients or those who've had head injuries, too. Well, turns out they may not necessarily need medication. They may need the help of technology. What does that mean? Well, our next guest will help explain. Dr. Brent Roder is a research assistant in the Department of Physiology and Pharmacology at Wake Forest School of Medicine. Dr. Roder, thanks for being here. Oh, not a problem. It's uh, nice to be here. Thank you. What have you been working on when it comes to memory? So what we've been working on is not a treatment for any disease, but a treatment for the side effects of diseases, specifically impairment of the ability to form new memories. Okay, is that a different way of kind of looking at things? The uh, the example I like to give is we're trying to come up with an assistive device. So if you have, uh, for example, if you have a bad knee, you can use a knee brace. doesn't quite matter why you have the bad knee, just that you have the brace to support your knee. We're not looking at trying to cure any specific diseases. We're trying to come up and come up with a prosthetic that supports your memory function to restore any damage to it that's occurred. Okay, so what kind of progress have you had in doing this? Well, this latest study is very exciting because we tried a new way of stimulating the brain to see if we could specifically stimulate information in as part of a memory as opposed to general memory function. Okay, what happened? Uh, we were successful. Uh, We had a lot of mixed success, but in our study, we were essentially trying to test two things. The first is, does this approach in general work? And how good were we at that approach? So based on our findings, this approach does work, but we have quite a bit of room for improvement on how good we are at it. Hmm. Okay, well, let's start with the actual device. Like, what kind of a device are we talking about here? So right now, what we're doing is we're working with epilepsy patients that are having electrodes implanted in the brain to localize their seizures. And what we do is we connect to these electrodes that are already implanted, and we have a computer system that we set up next to it. So we're not to the point where it's an implantable device. This is still a very experimental setup. And what we do is we look at the neural activity from those electrodes, we try to figure out what activity in the brain is associated with specific information, and then we'll create stimulation patterns where we can directly stimulate the brain with those patterns to try to stimulate that specific information. Okay, so how, how challenging or how invasive is it then to do the initial process of, of doing the implants? Well, it is fairly invasive for now, which is why we're already working with epilepsy patients as opposed to implanting on our own. Um, These patients are having the electrodes put in temporarily, so it's not quite as refined as, for example, there's some approaches that do permanently implanted Mm -hmm. uh, electrodes in the brain. This is by its nature a temporary uh, uh, setup. So for now, it would not, it's not as refined as it would be as we envision in the future for a fully created device, but we're not quite at that stage yet. 
Okay, so, so what is it? Doing? How it is now and how it is in sorry, how it is now and how it is in the future are very different. Okay, uh, how does this work then in terms of what is it doing? Like, what happens to our memories with these different conditions, and then how does this particular device work to help restore them or boost them? Well, with a lot of conditions, Alzheimer's, traumatic brain injury, um, you can have with epilepsy there can be damage to the hippocampus. And the hippocampus is used to what we call encode uh, data into the memories. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to come in and boost the encoding in the hippocampus. So we're trying to store things a little more cleanly, a little more strongly into memory. Okay. So how, how far along would you say you are in terms of, of really advancing this? Well, the... <laughs> We're fairly far along in the early experimental phase, mm -hmm. but we're quite a ways away from a complete product that would be able to be used as a regular treatment for memory impairment. Right. What does this tell us, though, about memory impairment? Like, have we been thinking about it wrong? Like, it, I know, like we said, a lot of treatments for Alzheimer's focus on the drugs, which would help with the memory. But this almost is like, no, no, no. If you've got a memory problem, we can treat you differently. Well, the idea is that we actually want to take a multitude of approaches so that we can have complementary effects. So this wouldn't be something that would necessarily replace uh, drugs for treatment. This would come in alongside of them and try to maximize a multimodal approach. Wow. Okay. This sounds very promising. It's exciting, isn't it? Well, I find it very exciting. I'll bet you too. Well, this would be helpful for a lot of people. Dr. Roder, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you very much. That's Dr. Brent Roeder, Research Assistant in the Department of Physiology and Pharmacology at Wake Forest School of Medicine.